I never took a straight path nowhere. Life's full of twists and turns, bumps and bruises. I live, I learn. I'm from that city full of yellow cabs and skyscrapers. It's hard to get a start in these parts without paper, homie. I grew up in hell. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to or watching Power, the Powercast, and we will be recapping Power Season 2, Episode 3, and the episode is called The Greater Good. I'm here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How are you doing, Rich? Doing good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers? What's up, indeed? And I'm also here with Miss Dana Abercrombie. How are you, Dana? Hello, everyone. I'm doing great. Excited to talk about this. Good. And we're excited to talk to you also. So, yeah, um, episode three, season two, Power Book Two Ghost. Uh, this was a very interesting episode, uh, a lot of moving parts. Uh, this is one of them episodes that kind of um, it has a lot of exposition, but it's also setting up a lot of uh, plot developments in the future, it seems. So, uh, yeah, quite an interesting episode. Um, a lot to discuss here. Uh, there, you know, a lot of things happened. Um, some things were a bit subtle. Some things were a bit in your face. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get straight into our takeaways before we, you know, go ahead and, and do our questions and discussion segments. So um, this week, going first is Mr. Richard Bailey Jr., so please let us know your takeaways from this episode of Power Book 2 Ghost. Yes. Well, let me start off by saying that uh, I think I made this comment to you, Gary, after I saw the episode. The writers of this particular show, they have definitely stepped it up, uh, I feel, in terms of telling you a lot of information. Because a lot of times when you watch a show, there's certain details you don't really get until you you know, sometimes, you know, the writers will miss out on explaining stuff further. And as you said, this episode, they provided a lot of information, some subtle information as well, which shows you how fully fleshed out they have not only the story, but the characters and essentially what's happening from one episode to the next. So for this particular week, I have three takeaways once again that I want to highlight. And I'm pretty sure that you and Dana will also have some things that might be similar but you'll I'll probably also have some other things to say about the episode as well. Uh, first takeaway I want to get into is this was the episode about Zeke, Mr. Zeke Cross, and how many mistakes can he make while being interrogated by Kevin? Um, just a very uh, chaotic uh, episode for him in terms of being stuck at the office and then the fact that you had to have Monet because he had called Monet we know where Monet was at. I'll get into that a little bit later. But he called Monet to try to get her to come in there. Um, and then, of course, Tariq found out and made sure that he had McLean show up there right away just to try and defuse the situation a little bit. But a lot of stuff happening uh, in the street street game. Zeke did not really know a lot of this stuff that was happening. You know, to hand off that card, uh, you know, that he got from Ramirez to Kevin made him very suspicious because we saw that when Kevin had his whole 
uh, board up of the suspects he's looking at and what their involvement is. Ramirez's pitcher was in there next to Zeke and Kerry. So now he's going to definitely think that Zeke knows a lot more that he's not telling. Of course, he was trying to get Zeke to tell him, you've been messing around with Kerry, right? She's not just your advisor. You actually have a relationship with her. And he refused to tell him that information. But then he also refused to, to tell him where he was at the night that uh, Jabari got killed. Because if you recall, in the previous episode, Carrie told him, she told Kevin, Zeke was with me that night. So then when Zeke, when you go, go back to Zeke, when he has his version of the story, he's saying, no, he wasn't there. So every single thing that he's saying, he's just digging himself deeper and deeper into a hole. Um, this is why I had mentioned last week that I was worried about what he was going to say about Tariq and course correct. Um, that could still happen at some point in time, I, I'm assuming, but now it's, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with this entire situation because the whole Ramirez thing, they're going to definitely be looking at him a lot closely, closely because of that. And of course, Kevin knows now, if he didn't know before, Monet is his aunt. So this does not look good. It does not look good for the entire family. It does not look good for Zeke. Do I think that Carrie is in the clear? No, she's still in trouble as well. But again, we'll see where this situation goes. Uh, the last little point I will mention about this is that they did have a scene where Kevin visited Carrie at work and you had Tate listening to their conversation. So obviously uh, Tate knows, as it was alluded to by Kevin, that Carrie, you know, she's had a lot of different relationships. She's she's had a lot of different things happening in her life. So I'm curious to see how Tate is going to try and, you know, play this situation to his advantage, see how he can help her and, you know, get in positive, good terms with her to some extent. Um, but we'll see how that all plays out. But in any event, just a lot happening for Zeke this week. So um, and the actor, he makes a lot of very funny uh, faces. So I kind of feel like you're going to probably see a lot of memes online, as we have already seen of this actor in that particular role. But, hey, it is what it is. Very entertaining. Um, the second takeaway I want to go into it's about Monet and Mecca because it was, it was basically mentioned in this episode. The last time that Monet saw Mecca was 24 years ago. That's a, that's a long time, you know, and obviously we know that she had an opportunity once again in this episode to go visit Lorenzo. She didn't go instead. Diana went and that is something that is going to definitely, to, to definitely develop over time. Now that we know that uh, Lorenzo will most likely definitely be getting out. The question is if it's going to happen at the end of the season or before that, since they did discover that, oh, he has, um, he possibly got set up with this whole investigation that was on him. So very interesting timing because, you know, Monet is spending some time with Mecca, hasn't really gotten intimate with him yet, but it kind of feels like the timing of that is, is very dangerous for Monet because her head is not really in the game. She, you know, did not really question when uh, Kane presented the presented the opportunity to her and said that he uh, has a connect, she hasn't looked more into that. And I'm curious to see how that's going to play out because I believe you said last week, Gary, Monet doesn't know that Mecca is the connect. And sooner or later, that information, I'm curious to see what the reaction will be when she finds that out. But we'll see. But what, what we did learn about... Uh, you know, Mecca in this episode, what we knew before, this guy is very ruthless and aggressive because I saw, recall that scene where they introduced 
his friend Nuff at the party. And Nuff had the, you know, they were messing around with, 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 with the dancers on the couch. And he made the comment about, yes, that Mecca was, you know, he, he wasn't going to mess with any of these women because he's keep thinking about this, you know, it's this other, this other, this other woman that's on his mind. Of course, he didn't call her. He did not call her a respectful word in that. And Mecca heard that and damn near choked him out. Well, he did choke him out. So, um, you know that Mecca is very aggressive. And then, of course, he also is manipulative as well and inserted himself into what Kane thinks about Tariq. Um, because he basically told Kane, hey, listen, um, who is this guy that you're working with? And why do you question working with him? And he basically made him say who the guy is because you saw that Kane was very hesitant to tell him, oh, yeah, his name is Tariq St. Patrick. Only until after he threatened and said, you know what, maybe we're not good business partners. Then he all of a sudden agreed and gave him what he wanted. So this character is very manipulative, powerful. And it makes me curious to see um, where they're going to go with it. But he has all of the qualities that make him an excellent adversary. So I'm very curious to see how this is going to play out with him moving forward as a central part of this show. Uh, And the final takeaway that I brought brought from this episode, it has to do with Tariq, Kane, and Brayden. Because now that Mecca is in Kane's head, he's going to try and basically take Brayden away from from Tariq, make Brayden question his working relationship with Tariq. And in this episode, you saw pieces of pieces of that coming in, in, in coming into play, because uh, he's basically trying to control him. He wants to control Tariq. He doesn't feel he can control Tariq. So this is how you get to Tariq by messing around with his friend Brayden, uh, which is crazy because Brayden came up with a lot of great ideas. You know, at the end of the episode, we saw him sign the paperwork to become the president of the business that him and Tariq are starting to basically make them legit and getting paychecks and stuff like that. All important information, but it really is means that Braden is going to play a very central role moving forward in terms of what's happening with him as far as the street game is concerned. Um, I thought it was a very cool introduction of showing, once again, I think Dana alluded to this last season, how they were talking about course correct and how they were using technology to show how they was actually selling the product. I thought it was a very cool idea to show that 3D locker concept. Um, so again, I give the writers credit for that. I don't know how believable some of this stuff is, but it's something that I thought they handled very well. So with all of the tools and the value that Braden brings to this friendship and business business uh, relationship is going to cause some issues for Tariq to see if, if he is messing around with Kane and he decides to work with Kane. That's a whole issue for Tariq. So I'm curious to see how this situation escalates. But what we do know is that you know, it's going to be very, it's going to be very interesting because again, there's more tension on Tariq and Kane. You saw in this episode, and, 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 I, and I will admit the scene towards the end where Kane visits Tariq and punched him in the face. Oh man, I got hyped when I saw that. I said, oh, it's about to go down. But obviously things are going to escalate. And once Tariq finds out that Mecca is working with Kane and he has been spying on them. I'm very curious to see what his reaction is going to be. But um, overall, like I said, an excellent episode. Uh, Once again, built upon last week with the writing. And it really gives you an idea that anything can happen. And usually when a show gives you that, that, you know, all those ideas and there's many different possibilities, that means it's a good show because it's not predictable how it's going to end.
But overall, great episode. Looking forward to seeing what happens next week. Excellent takeaways. And uh, yeah, some of that stuff is is definitely uh, um, in my takeaways. So, you know, I'm about to touch on some of that stuff too. And then I do have some more questions later for us to, to go deep into some of those themes you were talking about. But but yeah, great observations uh, by Richard there. Um, so let me get into mine. Um, so uh, my first takeaway is, you know, just uh, Dane, uh, sorry, <laughs> I said Dana, Diana, her independent streak kind of um, continued this week. You know, last week we saw her going off and doing her own things and starting to make decisions away from Monet. And that kind of continued this week because, you know, we saw her uh, visit Tariq and and ask for a referral to Davis McLean, um, you know, and this came after she went to see her father in prison and everything. And then, you know, later on in the episode, we see that the purpose of, of uh, this meeting with Davis McLean is to see if there's any, you know, way she can appeal her father's case and, you know, possibly get him out. And, you know, if Davis McLean would be willing to represent her father. And, you know, we see Sax is kind of reluctant, but Davis, you know, he's all about business. So he's like, you know, this is going to be a repeat customer. So we, we definitely want that kind of business. Um, and then, you know, we see that Sax has some pillow talk later on when he's, you know, he's sleeping with, with that other lady. Um, and she tells him, you know, about, uh, you know, the fact that there might be some foul play in that case because uh, they might have, uh, you know, stashed some evidence or some something of that nature. So I think this is going to lead to Diana actually getting her father out of prison. And I think uh, if that happens, not only is that going to send shockwaves through the family and through the whole business, you know, that they have set up, but also, I think this is going to put Diane in a special place, like, because, you know, the father is going to value the fact that she took that those initial steps. You know, you have Kane around here, you know, he's just messing about in the streets. You know, he could have been doing something more to try and get his dad out on back on the street. But, you know, he's just he, he he's too ignorant and he's too he's too in love with the streets to, to really think that way. And then Drew, sometimes it seems like Drew doesn't even want to be part of the family anyway. Like, it seems like he just wants to go off on his own and, you know, be with his partner and stuff. Um, so it, I think if 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 this happens and um, Lorenzo does get out, and I do think it's going to happen, um, then I think Diana is going to be highly valued by her father. And this might actually cause a rift between her and Monet, you know, even more. Because we see that we see that there's already tension there because uh, Monet is very controlling of Diana, and uh, she also you know tries to keep her away from Tariq, um, and we know that there's some sort of uh, energy between those two. So yeah, I, I just like seeing the fact that you know because in the first season Diana was her her character was very suppressed; it was very tied to Monet. But in this season, we're seeing her break away and kind of do her own things. And she's actually thinking for herself. So I like that. She She's really blossoming as a character. So that was great to see in, in this episode also. Um, and then 
um, in this episode, there was that moment when, you know, Tate, Tate went to go check on Carrie in her office. Um, we, we know that he has a thing for her. And um, all of a sudden, uh, Kevin, Kevin Whitman shows up and, uh, you know, Tate kind of goes back to his office, but he's listening through the wall. That must be a very hollow wall, like, you know, for him to be about. Wasn't that Jabari's office? Jabari yeah. must have heard. He must have heard everything. Because remember, you know, they, so. they, they, she purposely would bring the guy to the room so Jabari could hear and they would get angry. And then he would <laughs> yep. bring like, oh, yeah, another yeah. student or another. It was very thin walls. No, no, no wonder those two had such uh, tension for each other because they, they heard everything the other was doing. So it's like, wow. But yeah, um, Tate heard, you know, he heard the gist of the conversation they were having. And basically Kevin was threatening, you know, to kind of um, have her done for, for Jabari's murder. You know, um, he, he still believes that the murder is something to do with both Zeke and uh, and Carrie, something to do with their love affair, I guess. Um, so he's really putting pressure on Carrie and, and Zeke. And Tate overhears this, so my, you know, my question. I'm, I'm wondering if, if Tate is going to um, talk down Kevin Whitman for, for, for Carrie, like to, to kind of, you know, get in her good graces, get in her good book a little bit, because that's something he could do. You know, he has, um, he, he might not be a congressman yet, but he has some sort of power. You know, he has political power that he can use to kind of, you know, ward off uh, Kevin. So I'm wondering if he's going to do that. Uh, you had something to say, Rich? Yeah, and I also was going to add, he also used to be a police officer, so he could definitely... Oh, yeah. Because he mentioned that, in, in, in I do remember that when they had that little brief interaction, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll see We'll see if that uh, happens, because, I mean, Kevin looks uh, possessed. Like, he must... He got to take down Kerry. He got to <laughs> take him down, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's starting to feel like he he uh he has some feelings for her because why is why is he being so aggressive with trying to like lock her up like trying to you know yeah it's like it's like he's a little bit hurt to find out that Zeke was messing around with her or something like that like I, I don't know but but yeah um I'm interested to see what Tate's reaction is going to be um next week uh and then um so you know. The show is called Power. We know that Tariq is the main character. Um, we know th- we know the type of lifestyle his father had. You know, he was a very kind of flash, you know, fly guy and everything. He had, you know, he had the, uh, the penthouse. He had, you know, he had all the fly clothes, all the gear, all the cars and everything. And I really think Tariq is starting to slowly go in that direction. And the reason I say that is because... Um, you know, we saw what was going on in this episode with his sister Yasmin, um, and to, to in in order to get her out of the foster care system, he needs to be able to prove that he has a sustainable lifestyle. You know, which includes an apartment and um, you know a legit paycheck, and I guess that's what he was doing with with Sebastian, uh, that that guy. You know, trying trying to get some method of uh, a legit paycheck you know, so that he can show the people that, you know, he, he has an income and then, you know, he can maybe get an apartment and have Yasmin. So I, I think, you know, 
although he's doing it, he's doing it for really good reason, for a genuine reason, because he wants to be able to look after his sister. But I think this is the real beginnings of his empire, of him becoming his father, because he's got, I feel like he's going to have, you know, his own place soon enough. And I, I feel like he's going to have a car soon because we see him walking yeah. everywhere. So, but yeah, what was you going to say, Rich? You were going to say something. I was about something. to say, yeah, the first thing he needed to do was get a car because he had that, <laughs> joke, that joke in this episode when, you know, Kane is driving off or oh, this guy can't even at least give me a ride. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 he needs a car. He needs a car. It's ridiculous. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, like his feet must be hurting, like because he's been walking and running everywhere for like the past few years now. Like, you know, even before his father died, he was like walking across the city to go see Dre. You know, so. <laughs> well, then they open up the show. Remember Power, like season one, episode one, with him running in the streets, running to classes yeah. everywhere. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, yeah, I think I think by the end of this season we're going to see a very different Tariq. I think he's going to really step up. Um, but that does raise some other questions, which we're going to get to uh, later on. Um, but yeah, that was uh, cool to see. Um, and to tie into that, it seems like you know him and Lauren have gotten a lot closer now. Uh, we see that they were bonding as you know he he brought her to the foster home to to. to uh, that the foster place to, to see his sister, to meet his sister and everything. And she was even helping him out by, you know, distracting the lady so that he could give her the phone and everything so he can stay in contact with his sister. Um, and then, you know, they actually get it on in the episode. So, <laughs> you know, it seems like uh, they're kind of, they're, they're kind of getting to be a bit more official now. And um, fun fact, I, I I just found out this week, I think Rich already knew, but these two are together in real life. So that's pretty interesting. Um, I wonder if that will influence anything in the show. Um, but I still don't think we should count out Diana because I, I feel like there's still something there that, you know, that could, uh, that could impact, you know, this situation with Lauren. Uh, and we see the moment where they walk past each other in this episode also. So they're still teasing that, you know, that little, um, the fact that it's a freeway relationship kind of like, you know, Tariq is kind of split between them. So um, that that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, and, and I think, um, so Richard brought up, you know, the whole Kane thing, the fact that, uh, Mecca has kind of influenced Kane and, and kind of um, suggested that he should use Brayden as a way to uh, control or manipulate Tariq. Um, I think that this is going to be something that develops um, over the course of the season, and I think it's gonna it's gonna uh, it's gonna be the equivalent of you know. Do you remember when uh, Ghost and and Tommy had to deal with Milan? that that connect mm -hmm. um and at first they were both kind of against him but then tommy actually started you know working with him um and you know it, it he was like he was kind of part of the organization at one point and like he was like milan's number two guy pretty much and then it developed to the point where you know tommy had to make a decision of whether he's gonna turn his back on everything he's worked for you know, his whole life with, with Ghost 
or you know if he's really gonna you know cross ghost and 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 cross his family essentially to to continue being loyal to Milan. So I think we might see a a, a similar um, dynamic with with this whole Kane and Braden situation. I think Braden is going to be um, heavily influenced by Kane. I think he's going to um, you know enjoy his company at some point. He's going to actually want to be around him. And then that, I think that is going to cause a bit of tension between him and Tariq. I think that will cause some strain on their friendship, you know, because it, it's, it's a conflict of interest as well. Because, you know, him and Tariq are supposed to be in business together. Um, Kane, of course, he is in business with them by extension, but um, he he can also be dangerous for them because... You know, he's a very unpredictable character. And then he's also, you know, uh, being influenced by Mecca, the, you know, who's like the true cl- plug in the situation. He's the one getting the supply and everything. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see that play out. We we saw that uh, Kane was trying to tempt Brayden with the women in the car and everything. And uh, Brayden even exchanged numbers with one of them or he, he gave her his number. So yeah, I think uh this is this is something we're gonna see play out, you know, where Kane tries to, to, to get in with Braden and tries to use him to spy on Tariq. And then also didn't uh Mecca give Kane a tracker or something um earlier in the episode? Or was that something else? I can't remember. But um I remember when they were talking when he was working out, he kind of gave him something, but I can't remember what it was. I thought it was a tracker or something. So, but yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens anyway with, with that. Um, I definitely feel like that friendship is going to have a lot of strain, you know, between Tariq and Brayden, because also don't forget Tariq has to give Tate some kind of information, some kind of dirt on, you know, on Sweeney and the Western family. So whatever he ends up telling them, that could also affect the friendship too. So yeah, um, interesting developments in this episode. Like, it seems like they're setting up a lot of uh, uh, juicy moments later on down the line. So I can't wait to, to see some of those moments play out and pay off. Um, but yeah, we're going to hear uh, Dana's takeaways next. So take it away, Dana. Let us know what stood out to you. There you go. Um, here's the thing with me. Really quickly, um, a lot of what I had to say, you guys already said, so I'll just go like really quickly on this. But today's lesson was basically about the, um, is there an objective greater good? And they were arguing or discussing, what was it called? It was called the Bentham's, um, basically he has this, this, Bentham has this utilitarianism theory. And it's basically saying that if the many people are happy, then there's, then that's the way that, that everything should go. I'm pretty sure I'm just explaining this wrong, but basically what they're trying to say is that, you know, um, what keeps the many happy is objectively the greater good. And so as long as the people on top are happy and they're few, they may be miserable, but 
you know, you have to be miserable in order for the greater good. And they were saying that that greater good can change depending on the situation at hand. So when we look at this episode and we're presented with all these different, you know, situations, um, for example, we have the relationship between Tariq and Brayden, and we know how close they are. And at the end of the day, Tariq wants his sister back. And that he, you know, that is his family. What is the greater good with how he would be, would be my sister is the greater good. So I will betray Brayden and his trust and probably his, his family in order to get my sister back because that is for the greater good. You don't want your her being raised in the foster care system. So we have that that was going on there. And for Kevin's actions, he's going extremely hard with Carrie. And yes, I was wondering, like, what the heck did they do in the past? And he kept alluding to the fact that her, I don't know, anytime that she traps, and I do with that quotation, traps a man, something terrible ends up happening to him. And I'm assuming maybe in her past, she was involved with someone who somehow died and that person was close to Kevin. Um, they, he seems like really intent on arresting Carrie for Jabari's death. I don't think he gives a flying fart about Jabari. I think it's all about whatever relationship that they had in the past. And so for the greater good of his hurt heart and for whomever it is that he's trying to avenge, framing Carrie or trying to, to get Carrie to admit to something that even though she may not have done, he's so stuck in the past and blindsided by it that for his greater good is to arrest her um i do want to know what it is that that they did happen because the way how you know it went down was just ridiculous and zeke is a dum-dum um i really thought he would be smarter than that i don't understand the connection that they have with each other um, obviously it's way more than a sexual connection because he's, he was ringing, she was calling the phone every five seconds. He was calling her as well. And, you know, this is like, I don't understand what, what that kind of relationship is, why it's so strong. But I also think that we all know that Carrie is, is going to be framed for whatever this murder is. And Tariq is also helping to frame her. But if you mess with Zeke, and Zeke is the guy who is, you know, remember he's the one where they're counting on him to to get them out of their situation so he can go and be in the NBA and the whole family is determined for this. This whole situation with Carrie makes me wonder if Carrie's life is in danger and Monet is going to come after her. Um, we had that whole situation. Remember, he, he refused. He kept saying, Kevin kept saying, you can leave at any time. But yet Zeke never did for some reason. He stayed there. And this was hours on end. We had scenes after scenes was going around. Braden's doing one thing. You had Lauren in the corner doing something else. And they would switch storylines. And then they would go back to him still being yes. Yeah. I, well, I just wanted to point out something hilarious that happened. Like, because <laughs> um, like in one scene, uh, Kevin Whitman was interviewing Zeke. And um, I, I think it was when Carrie phoned and then like he showed him the phone and, and Carrie was, was calling or whatever. And then like he was about to leave, I guess, to go see Carrie. 
um, you know, Kevin was about to leave. And he had, I think he actually left the phone on the table, but he said, oh, um, I'll get the other officer to see about your phone call for your auntie. But he left the phone, like, right there. So, <laughs> so Zeke could have, like, used it, you know. But, yeah, I just wanted to point that out because that was funny. Yes. So I, I kind of feel that Monet is going to go after Carrie. And Carrie may end up being like Jabari. Because, uh, you know, she, he's, this is when you're messing. Remember, he threatened him with, oh, how would the scouts like to know that you've been, in, you've been talking to me? And, you know, how you know, I can ruin everything for you. So Monet, I feel, is going to find out. But then again, I don't really know because she's really caught up in Mecca, which was really interesting. At first, I had a theory that Mecca was the original parent to these kids. It was the original father, but then the math didn't add up. So I was like, oh, man, because remember, I don't understand. She has this weird control over her kids that she's just afraid of them to go forth and have a life. And so I was wondering, is it because she lied to um, I forgot who she's married to, Tahada and Lorenzo. Lorenzo. And so I was wondering, is like, was she, did she lie to Lorenzo? Is someone of the kids Mecca's? But the math didn't add up. Um, so that was one of the things that, that really caught my eye there. And in another one, when in terms of for the greater good, um, we all know what's going on with Tate. And also they introduced Kamal, who is his brother, both in real life and on the show. And they introduced him as the investigator in the DA office. So I kind of wonder if he will have a larger part to play in this. Um, will brother end up turning against another brother? Will he be part of trying to dig up dirt for Sweeney? Remember Sweeney, they need dirt because he wants his congressional seat. And he enlisted Tariq to go and help him. And that's how we have the whole thing with the 30000 $30, And the, they're both involved with illegalness with that so that was really interesting and then another thing was um with mecca and kane kane i really feel is going to is is setting himself up he's trying to i feel maybe play monique but because monique and mecca obviously know each other and i'm thinking if you're both googling you know we saw her on the phone googling Dwayne. And we saw, you know, he knows information too. I'm pretty sure that he knows that that is that that Kane is what you call it's mother, his son. Sorry. Oh yeah. And plus, yeah. he addressed it in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he, the thing he, is. Hmm? Oh no, no, no! I, I just want to say, yeah, he definitely knows that. Uh, the thing is, I don't think she knows who Mecca is. That name Mecca. Because 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 Kane Kane never said who to connect is. He just said I got a new connect. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that in he is trying to set his mother up to make it seem like, look, I'm smarter than you, but I really feel that this is going to backfire terribly. Um. And so this I, I think it's going to be one interesting dynamic when they end up doing it. Um, I like the fact that Tariq and Kane have to pretend they still hate each other, even though they still kind of do hate each other, but they've like buried that and put that aside for a while now. But when uh, Monet came into the picture, they're like, they have to like all fake that up. So I thought that was really cute. Um, and, and that's kind of, was the main of the takeaways right there. Um, yeah, Kevin's crazy. Uh, 
and the whole also there's a situation with um Lauren. Um, I wonder if Lauren is going to be basically the next Tasha. Mm. I don't know. Because you do have Diane, and Diane is very smart on what she knows as well. But the way he's not running around the city with Diane, he's doing that with Lauren. And, you know, Lauren is pretty annoying to me. I'm sorry. But, you know, they're trying to make that situation and relationship work. You know, I'm against both of them being in a relationship right now. Go focus on yourself. But yeah, yeah, I, I do think uh, I think there's you, you might have a point there because Lauren does strike me like she she has a deep rooted dark side somewhere that's just like waiting to come out. Because we we saw in this episode she was she was a little on the good side where she didn't want to smoke. You know, she didn't want to smoke with mm-hmm. the other with the other girls. But I feel like. There's something there's there's something in her that's gonna awaken, you know, that Tariq might be able to awaken. So but uh, go ahead, Rich, you were gonna say something. I don't know if I don't know if this is gonna be one of your questions later, but I it's funny you mentioned that scene because I saw that too, where they asked mm-hmm. her if she wanted to smoke weed and all this other stuff and she said no. I don't you know, I don't know where they're going with that because when I think about a character that used some drugs and was in a relationship, this just happened. And Razor Canaan with jukebox in the mm-hmm, That's what I thought. Of. So I, I thought it was laced. Yeah. See. It, it, yeah. Yeah. It, it could be. It could, that that could be. But um, that's something that I thought about when I saw that, and I said, "Oh, I hope this character doesn't start doing that and gets hooked on something because it'd be kind of messed up." You know, Tariq is selling the product, and then the girl you like is messing around with it. That would be kind of bad for Tariq. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, let, let's let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you, you you can you know, I'm not saying that um, you know you you, uh, you have to smoke weed to be you know a criminal or affiliated with a criminal. That's not what I'm saying at all. Like I'm I'm just saying like it appears that she's a good girl and that you know she's a little bit of a goody two shoes. But I feel like there's something you know darker within her that could that we could see there, there's like a darker yeah. side to her that we could see later on you know that's yeah. that's, and, that's and the, la- the, the last point i will add because i want to go back to dana mm-hmm. dana's da- dana's uh title says it all in this episode <laughs> yeah, what, did, what did the women keep saying what did laura keep saying you don't have time for me Tariq. anytime he gets a phone call or a text you don't have time for me Tariq. and the whole thing about her going to meet up with the friends was because she was talking about oh she mm-hmm. you know she was questioning what was going on with the relationship so that tells mm-hmm. me if Tariq starts messing around with Diana or doesn't have time for her that's gonna that's gonna have a bad impact on her yeah um, so we'll see it can yeah, end I... up being oh sorry oh no go you go you go you go mm-hmm. it can no I was gonna just basically say it's gonna end up being that whole situation remember Greece. When Danny didn't like Sandy because Sandy was a goody two shoes, and then she turned it in, and she looked like you know the, the loose woman. Um, <laughs> I just wonder with this one, is Lauren going to try to change herself, and 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 ha- in order to kind of get Tariq's attention? But then again, if you look at the episode, he finally opened up to her, so mm-hmm. maybe she doesn't have to go through that. Maybe he ends up you know, paying more attention to her and they help with the kid and everything is just copacetic that way where she doesn't have to change herself for him. 
Yeah. And I, I don't necessarily think Tariq wants her to change. I think he likes her, yeah. but mm-hmm. yeah, she might feel like she has to. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, but also we could see like a complete 180 coming from, from both Diane and Lauren, because we see that Diane wants, you know, she wants to uh, go into education and whether or not that's because of Tariq, I don't know, but she, she shows that she wants to take some sort of initiative um, and, you know, improve herself. So, um, and, and then, you know, Lauren could end up being influenced by Tariq when she learns more about his lifestyle. So we could see them completely flip roles. You, know? you mean, so. you mean, you mean Diana wanted to go into education? Like, yeah, you know, Diana. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, yeah, she wants, yeah. wants to do it, wants to do accounting. She yeah. she said she said that um way before and it had nothing to do with Tariq because remember she would viewed yeah. it as wanting to help the family one and then she said she's been thinking about it for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it was Monet that took it that way. She I think she thinks that uh that it was, you know, because of Tariq she wanted to, but but yeah, it, well, it, it's it's probably for herself. She probably just wants to, you know, she probably just wants to do it for herself. Well, so. yeah, because the, the one one last point, yeah, I will add is that, yeah, last season she was up there at the college. So probably being in that yeah. environment made her feel like she could do more with her life in yeah. terms of getting an education. So, yeah, exactly. Also, mm-hmm. Yeah. What's up? Also, really, really quickly, I think with the introduction of Dwayne Mecca um, mm-hmm. by <laughs> her releasing and, you know, putting down her walls and that lovely restaurant where the food was like one scallop and it's probably a thousand dollars we learned <laughs> we learned her real name is uh, Nini no Nene no Nini yeah. is it Nene? Nene Stewart so Nene Stewart is her real name so maybe with the introduction of him being in New York and for this hopefully the whole season or more we end up learning more about her and we end up learning why she is so closed off and guarded and protective of the children to the point where it's concerning. Um, They've been apart for 24 years. So I kind of wonder, I'm going to assume that she, he was the one who broke her heart. Um, He never came back, but for those 24 years, what has really happened between her and Tahada? to have this kind of really closed off from the world. And also when you were saying about Diane probably helping to get her father out of prison, um, one of the things that happened from the last episode was remember how she kept saying, I'm tired of all of this, essentially? And it really feels like she wants to walk away from Mm -hmm. the husband and that responsibility. And yes, she's using Zeke as the kind of way out but I wonder how that will change the dynamic with him, you know, if he does come out, her feeling like she's going to constantly just be stuck there for the rest of her life. And if that will end up pushing her to do something drastic, I don't think she's going to stay in that same role anymore. And if she wants out, what does Tahada want? Does he want out as well? Because I don't want this to be some cookie cutter situation where it's like, we're both out. Yay. I want there to be some kind of friction between both of them. And then if that's the case, I wonder how Mecca will, will he fall back or will he take more of a stance and be like, you can come away with me, girl. 
If they have a scene where Lorenzo is out, you know he's getting driven home, he comes to the house, he looks in the window, and then you see Mecca upstairs in the bedroom with Monet, and then he just gets angry. I will laugh if if, if they have a, if we see that scene. I will laugh. I will stop won't stop laughing. I don't I don't think she'll ever introduce him to the kids. She's just really weird that way. You can't have someone where you're sharing burner phones and now you're mm-hmm. introducing them to your man that you knew from 24 years ago. Well, you you never know what love might what might make you do. You know. Well, that's uh, true. Love, but, but but you love. know what Dana, you, you have a point there too because in this same episode, y'all caught the tidbit where Diana, at that period of time where where, where Zeke was trying to reach Diana, and maybe he called and tried to reach anybody, they said, you know, they had a scene where Diana said, where, well, where was Monet at all this time that Zeke was trying to call him? Because she had that conversation with uh, her other brother. So mm-hmm. they going to definitely catch on. What, what, what is she doing? What, they're going to get very suspicious about her because she is so controlling of them. Now they're going to be like, oh, well, mom, what are you doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, there's so many ways, uh, you know, this could uh, blow up. And it's hilarious because everybody's like keeping something from someone by it. Like it all connects in some way. So it's uh, it's really interesting. But yeah, um, before we get to our questions, I just want to um, give everybody a reminder that if you are enjoying the content, please do, you know, hit the like button. Uh, please also consider subscribing. Uh, and you can also hit the bell as well to be notified whenever a new video comes up and everything. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, show your support for the show if you're enjoying it. Leave a comment also because, you know, we love to hear from the community. We love to, to hear uh, more perspectives on these topics that, you know, we're discussing currently and everything. So definitely get engaged with uh, the show. And also, you know, we we have a question segment every week and, you know, we want to encourage you guys to get involved, too. You know, you guys can ask us uh, questions. Um, You know, you can either drop them in in the uh, in the YouTube video comments or you can send them directly to us, you know, with uh, the email right here. Powercast at the coalition dot com. You know, you can shoot us an email right there and uh, yeah send us your, your 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 questions and we'll we'll answer you know we, we we can't answer everybody if we get a lot but we'll the most interesting ones we'll answer you know we'll ask and answer it on the show um you know in the, on the next episode and everything so definitely do that um so yeah let's get into our questions so i'm gonna move this one up front since we were already kind of talking about this so um so, you know, one of the questions was basically what will happen to the Tahada family if Lorenzo gets out? Um, and, you know, what and then, you know, what will happen with Mecca, you know, also, because uh, if Lorenzo does get out, it's going to potentially impact a lot of things. There's the Tariq aspect of it. There's Kane. There's Diana, you know, Drew. Um, and then, you know, of course, this new romance that's going on with with a uh, Monet and uh, Mecca. So um, I'm going to ask you guys, you know, what, what do you see really happening um, if Lorenzo does get out in this season? So um, I'm going to go ahead and go to uh, you first, Dana, um, since, you know, you, you kind of brought the whole topic up a, m- a moment ago. So John. what do you think, what do you think will happen in totality, you know, once uh, Lorenzo gets out, if he does? Um. 
if Lorenzo does get out, uh, you kind of also touched upon the fact that Diana will be by his side. It will create a rift in the family um, because we do know that uh, Monet, like I was saying previously, Monet wants out. Um, and the other family members want out too. But this is what I wonder. I wonder with Tahada there, will he be the one to release them? Will he be the one to say, you don't have to follow basketball. You can go and get your, you know, go to the other one and say, you can get your NBA or you can go and do whatever it is that you want to do. Um, I wonder if he also wants out of the business as well. If he wants to start off completely clean, um, that can affect them. But it also, if he doesn't want to, if he wants to stay back on top and reclaim those years that he's, I don't know how long he's been in there, but for several years now, if he wants to proclaim those decades or however long that he's lost and become, you know, go back on top, that will, that will again affect everyone as well. And their dreams or hopes will become completely diminished, including Monet's. And with that, I wonder... The kids will be more rebellious. We already know that they're rebellious against Monet right now. But if there's a level of fear that they have for their father and how that will affect their actions. I do believe that Tariq will probably be completely cut out of the whole family business thing. Um, Kane, you know, he already touched upon Kane when they were they did the scene in the jail with Diana. Uh, Kane will be back in, into the, the family. He's already getting the okay to come back now but he'll definitely be back into the fold and in terms of mecca i don't think mecca i don't it would be a really interesting fight to see you know mecca and tahada like a showdown but i don't want it to be over a woman i want it to be over like some unfinished business that they had in the past um so I don't know how that will go, but it's really easy for Mecca to just go and bounce. He doesn't technically need any of them. Um, if you really look at the situation, it's more like they need him. So he can freely leave, but I wonder if Monet will pull that, you know, come and meet me at night. We'll run away together situation. So honestly, I don't know. I'm really stumped for to, to find an answer. Yeah, um, it can go so many ways. So yeah, um, it's it's quite a it's quite a tough one to think about. But um, I have you know I have a couple theories of things that could happen, but it doesn't really cover everything that could happen if if uh, Lorenzo gets out because uh, it's really up to the writers on how they want to you know tell the story. But um, I do feel like if uh, since Diane Diana was the one to kind of um, go down this path of trying to free him. I think if he gets out, he's going to, um, you know, he's going to really uh, have this, you know, affinity for her. He's going to like, you know, really favor her in the family. And I think that's going to threaten the the power in the household currently, which is Monet. I think that's going to cause a direct conflict because we see how controlling she is over Diana. So, um, you know, if Lorenzo comes out and he starts giving um, Diana more power in the house, I think Monet won't be happy about that. And I think they might start clashing with each other, you know, almost instantly over that. Um, and if that happens, I think Monet will start going to Mecca more 
um, you know, she'll start wanting to be around him more uh, because she feels like her power is being threatened by Lorenzo. Um, And then, you know, that will kind of escalate. But then also there's the the whole uh, Tariq and Kane aspect of the family. So I don't know what what Lorenzo's stance will be because, you know, he could either get out of prison and want want things to be on the straight and narrow or he could, you know, want to get right back in the mix and, and control everything again. And if he if he does want to control everything, I, I don't think he's going to see um, the, you know, the uh, the course correct the course correct plan as the best way to do business. I think he's going to want to be out on the streets, you know, selling products in the streets and everything. So that will directly threaten what Tariq has going on with Braden. And, um, you know, if that's the case, there could be a situation where, um, you know, and, and also because Mecca is the plug, you know, if he hears about Lorenzo, you know, through Monet or something like that, um, and he starts to realize that Lorenzo is a problem and he's causing problems with the business and, and you know, the, the drug flow, the, the, the way the drugs are being trafficked and everything, he's not going to like that. So I think we could see a situation where people team up with a plan to get Lorenzo out the way. You know, a few people might want, want Lorenzo out the way if he's kind of, you know, impacting the, the sales of the drugs and everything and the system they currently have in place. Um, and, you know, Monet could potentially be at the heart of that plan, um, you know, and, or it could be like even Kane could be. I, I don't know what the relationship is going to be between Kane and Lorenzo. I think that's going to be um, what determines a lot of things also, like depending how they're... Because remember, there was a scene last season where Kane, like, uh, Lorenzo had Kane beaten up when he came to visit, you know. So I, I don't know if Kane still feels a way about that or not. If he still feels kind of upset over that, then, you know, there's a chance that they might butt heads a little bit. Um, but for the most part, it seems like he does have some respect for his father. So I don't know. It, it really depends what the relationship is between those two. But if if Kane does start to follow his father that is going to impact his, uh, you know, business relationship with Mecca. So, you know, Lorenzo being out is really going to like, it's it's going to, it's going to be explosive. It's going to like, you know, it's going to throw a complete curveball into the whole series, the whole story currently, if that happens. So it's going to be very interesting. However, it plays out, it's going to cause a lot of conflict um, you know, the whole business, the whole way they have things set up now is going to be completely different, you know, because depending on what Lorenzo decides. But those are a few things I, I kind of uh, feel could happen. Um, but, yeah, it just depends on what the the relationships, you know, between the characters will be. Drew, I'm not, I'm not too sure about what his stance will be because it seems like he's just kind of in his own zone anyway. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure where his loyalties will lie by the end of the season. But yeah, Lorenzo getting out, that's going to be pretty interesting, you know, if, if that does happen. But uh, what about you, Rich? What do you see happening as a result of Lorenzo getting out, possibly? Well, great thoughts by both you and Dana. So let me start off by saying I 100% expect Lorenzo to get out. 
as you said, the show is power and they have to throw things, you know, throw a monkey wrench and switch things up to a point that will keep people guessing and interested in what's happening. What I what I do think is going to end up happening is that, as was mentioned earlier on the show, uh, Diana is going to to start to investigate. And as she questioned, what is Monet doing? I believe she's going to find out at some point that Monet is messing around with Mecca. She will assist to make sure that her father gets out and she will tell him this information. He will most likely lay low and maybe not let everybody know, at least not the immediate family know that he's out. Because for the moment right now, the only way they can contact him is to go to the prison. Um, So it is possible that he does not know about any, that, that he pretty much, he finds out this information, but he just lays low and waits for the perfect time to approach her about it. Um, and again, Diana, we know that she really does. She, she obviously she's a daddy's girl. She loves her father. You saw the heartfelt conversation they had in this episode. It shows you how close they are. Um, so I, I really think that she will find this information out and let him know. And then he will take his time to approach Mecca and approach Monet about this. The other thing about this is that we know that, um, Kane is very jealous, and we know last season when when Ramirez was sleeping around with Monet, he didn't like that. He did not like Ramirez, and he just he just didn't like that they had to rely on him for so many things. The thing is, is that I don't think that he knows that Mecca is messing around with his mom yet. I'll be very curious to see what his reaction will be when that happens, because we know in this episode. Mecca is very manipulative because, as I said earlier, the way that he was talking to Kane, talking him into the plan of spying on Tariq, that tells you right there, this guy is definitely going to try to man- man- manipulate many people. So uh, I would not be surprised if, uh, and, and, and this is why I say it's good writing because it will keep you guessing because you know how Kane reacted to Ramirez messing around with his mom. That kind of makes things conflicted if he finds out that Mecca's messing around with his mom and he may have the same reaction or he might not even care. I mean, it can go in any direction, but um, it is hard to tell where they're going to go, which I think is good. But I'm telling you for the sake of a, a memorable moment, I fully expect Lorenzo to get out this season. And I don't know if it's going to be something where it's a season finale. I mean, we haven't heard anything about the show getting a third season yet, but I think maybe by mid season finale, it is possible if not by the season finale. And mid-season finale, I think, is in a couple weeks. So we'll see what happens. Because they may not move that fast, but they may progress it faster for the sake of the story. But we'll see. Yeah, great points. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking uh, mid-season finale also, you know, maybe that's when it happens. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. But um, yeah, this this is definitely one I want to hear from the uh, community about. So let us know your thoughts on, you know, Lorenzo getting out and what you think might happen. You know, leave drop a comment below and everything. Um, so yeah, you you mentioned uh, a name just then. You know, Rich. Uh, I think Dana mentioned it earlier too, and you know that that's an important name in this episode uh, that we haven't you know discussed yet. Um, and that name is Ramirez, you know, so, 
So yeah, that that that's the key word for this episode, Ramirez. So we see what happened uh, with Zeke, you know, when he was being interrogated, um, and you know, he he still had the card. He had Ramirez's card, um, and you know, he told uh, Kevin to go into his wallet and you know, take out the card because he believed that you know, showing Ramirez's card would be enough to get him out of you know the interrogation and and. To, to get him free of the situation. Um, but, but you know, when Kevin saw that, he started to flip out because he knows that Ramirez is missing and suspected dead, you know. And, uh, of course, Zeke wasn't supposed to do that, but uh, because Kane, you know, killed Ramirez last season and uh, Monet hadn't told Zeke that yet. They kept that information from him. So now this is throwing a spanner in the works, you know, because, uh, you know, they they now kevin knows that you know zeke has been in contact with ramirez and if he knows that zeke has been in contact with ramirez then he knows that possibly monet has also and you know such and such so that gives him basically you know an understanding of that these people might have something to do with ramirez's disappearance so this is going to cause a shake-up in the investigation going forward. So the question is, you know, how will Zeke showing Ramirez's card card shake things up um, in that investigation? And I'm going to go to you first, Richard, because you had something to say just now. So uh, I was going I was going to say that was a bad decision for Monet to just show up to the station like that, because that's going to look suspicious if it comes back on the family. And we know that Kevin does not like to be disrespected. He got disrespected at the office. So um, let's hope he doesn't hold a grudge with Monet about that. But um, to answer your question specifically, uh, this to me is, it throws everything in, in disarray for, for everybody involved. Because if you recall, as was mentioned earlier, um, when Kane showed up to the school and hit Tariq, that was because he thought Tariq had something to do with Z getting caught. And because it's all connected to Jabari still. Jabari Reynolds, Jabari Reynolds. This is why he was so angry about the situation because he don't think that Tariq has it under control. So now that this is all happening, um, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens next. I do believe, as you said, Kevin will be very suspicious that everybody is involved uh, because of that now, because the whole Ramirez thing, you know, again, when he had his whole uh, board of, of the suspects and stuff like that, Ramirez was on there, you know, so it's it's like now you have to question, well, why does he have this, this, why does he have this guy's card? What does he know about this guy? And how is this all connected? Because it is connected. So um, I think it's going to cause a lot of issues to, to unravel. Obviously, Zeke cares about his NBA career, possibilities of it. So this is why I say, you know, for right now, he's, he's loyal. But you saw when he had that conversation with Monet, he was just very angry, very worried now because all this stuff was happening and she has not been communicating this stuff to him. No warning, nothing. So I kind of feel like as a result of that, um, at some point, he's probably going to have to open up and say something to somebody about what's happening. Um, I don't know. Obviously, it wouldn't be a wise move to make. But I don't think that the fan, I don't think that Monet, I don't know if Monet and them would, would, would do something to him about that information because they have something to gain from him 
you know, excelling in in his goals. So uh, it's it, this why I say it's hard to determine. But what I can say, yes, it's going to make things a lot more tension filled. I know that y'all both liked the music that they had in the uh, episode earlier this season, the Tyre, the title of the creator music with the panic and all the other stuff. I think it's going to be a lot of that now throughout throughout the rest of the season now, because you know that anything can happen as far as attention and, 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 and everything else is concerned. But we'll see, because like I said, it's hard for me to determine. But I, all I can say is it's going to get more chaotic from here on out. Oh, yeah, that that's for sure. You know, with, with these uh, two situations we've been discussing, you know, Lorenzo getting out and now this Ramirez thing. Yeah, it's going to get very chaotic. But um, what do you think, Dano? How will Zeke showing R- Ramirez's card shake things up? You're muted. I think he's stupid for doing that, but um, Zeke does not have the best intelligence uh, this episode. Um, uh, I think it will come in backfire. Like, back, uh, and I... I'm kind of like with Richard with this. It can go any way. But I think for the the sake of there being really great storytelling, which we have seen so far, it's going to completely backfire against him. Um, I don't understand the purpose of a lot of Zeke's actions so far, which makes me kind of wonder if this is all self-sabotage. Because we know that he doesn't want to go and play in the NBA. We know that he said that he's not ready and that he's still nervous. So everything that he's doing, we're looking at like, this is really stupid, right? Is this self-sabotage so that he does not have to go with his mother's plans? So he doesn't have to go in the NBA. He doesn't have to take care of the entire family. That's a lot of responsibility. And it's not like, oh, here's my my little sister and, you know, they're all little children. These are grown adults that they want him to take care of. And they just all riot on him. I wonder if he's doing this on purpose. You think so? Yeah, I mean, I, I do think... Uh... Zeke might, you know, he might lash out and do something to to directly hurt uh, Monet and the family because of he, all this pressure. Doing that. So. Yeah, and by <laughs> yeah. not wanting to, by by, we all know the situation with him and Carrie, right? And mm. remember, both be broke, broken off. But as you guys can clearly see, that's not seems to be the case, right? Mm. And I, I, yeah. Oh no! Continue. I, I have something to say after you. No, no, I was going to just simply say they were supposed to be broken up. Everything was going to be, you know, copacetic. You move on. She moves on. Great. Remember, he got, um, was that other girl? I forgot her name. But he got that other girl um, that he's still hanging around with. And so everything's moving on that way. But maybe he's looking at this as an opportunity. Is like, if I get into more trouble, then that will actually hurt my perspectives. And remember, he kept threatening him. And then maybe when he's like, oh, yeah, well, you think that's going to go against me? That's kind of what I want. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. yeah, he, he could be trying to self sabotage. Uh, uh, like Rich said, though, he did have some uh, some some funny facial expressions in this episode. So he's he's a very good actor. I think a, I think a lot of people think this this guy looks pretty goofy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's good with the he. You know, I would like to see him in a comedy movie to see if the because I think it, it would be more appropriate. But they, I just was going to say these these two quick things. Go ahead. To go to, to Dana's point about him still getting the call from Carrie. 
Uh, do y'all think that Kerry was calling him to warn him about Kevin? Because at the end yeah. of the last episode, mm-hmm. he mentioned, oh, the Zeke, who was the Zeke Cross guy? That's why I think she was calling to warn him, but the, the horrible timing to call it at that particular uh, time. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So that could be a possibility. But I, again, yes, th- that, you know, Monet did tell, Monet was the one that had him break that off. So that it, a way to rebel against Monet would be to continue that relationship and continue to talk to Carrie, you know, and have open dialogue with her. But, I, you know, we'll see. I think that he is going to have to confide in her. After all this happens, I, I could see that happen in the next episode when he tells her. But well, go ahead. Well, no, this is when we come up with the whole alibi situation. Remember? Yeah. He told the truth. Yeah. This time, so it's more like you know she's in more trouble, and I wonder if she's going to actually start talking back to him again, or if he's going to start running back to her arms. Maybe he's going to be like, you know what, this situation is way too crazy. I don't want to get involved with, and that's why he was just like, you know, here's what really happened. He didn't really. I don't. It was one of those situations where I kind of just wonder if if it was too deep, he was in too deep, he realized, and so that's why he told the truth, or he genuinely just didn't care about Carrie, mm-hmm. and was like, this is your problem, let me go find something else to, to, to do, or if this is something where, I don't know, I don't know. I think, me, I, 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 see, I think he was trying to protect her, however, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin. Very manipulative because he told him, oh, you know that she was messing around with Jabari, right? And that whole thing, that, and you could tell he kind of felt a certain type of way. He's like, oh, she would never do that. Oh, she would never do that. So that probably got under under his skin. So at the very least, he is going to confront her about that, I think, in the next episode. Because that, when he heard that, you could just see the expression like, no, you're lying. She couldn't have done that. Could she? Um but we'll see. And this oh sorry. Oh no no no. The one the one quick thing I was going to say, the one last point I was going to say is also let's remember the woman that he was messing around with before he got arrested. The one that took the photo of him getting arrested and put it on Instagram or you know, I don't know if they call it Instagram on this show. They might call it a different type of social media because they don't want to, you know, have no lawsuits and nothing like that. But you had a picture of a video of him getting confident, you know, getting taken in by Kevin. And that was the video that Tariq said, Oh, whoa, that's what made him really worried. So that's why I say it, it seems like there are a lot of other people that are out to get him. And that video makes him look bad as well. As far, you know, as far as his NBA prospects, because you see McLean had to go and then give that little smug statement to, to all of the press that were outside the, yes, he is helping with an investigation. That's it. But yes, I, so I kind of think it could be some of self 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 sabotage, as y'all said. But there are also people that don't want him to be successful either way, so they're also contributing to him uh, messing up his prospects. Yeah, yeah, well, great point. That, there. Sorry, go ahead, Lena. Yes, there was one of the yes. things where wasn't it? Was Sierra was sleeping with Zeke, but she was sleeping with him for a reason? Yeah, yeah. I forgot what the, what the reason was because my notes said Tariq, and I'm like, that's not the right notes. Uh, it was an actual yeah. reason as to why she was sleeping with him. We, we, yeah, I, we need to. That was last season, right? I, I forgot about that. No, that was this episode. <laughs> that was last episode, right? Wait, you mean like the the same girl that leaks the video? You mean mm-hmm. her? Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. You mean that there was a reason? Yeah, she, yeah, yeah she, she was trying to get paid, right? She's trying to make some money, get some money. She was trying to be a journal. She's trying to be a journalist. Ah, uh, yep. Okay. And she's trying to break mm-hmm. stories, and that's yep. what happened. She took mm-hmm. the picture and she uploaded it. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Yep, you got it. Remember, yep, that was it. Because remember, they was in the, in the later on then when you had the girls in the room with Lauren and it was having that conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that was it. She's trying to make her little journalistic play. Ooh. Oh, little thought. Sidetrack. Sorry. Mm-hmm. But Sierra, the journalist. And then we have, remember with the locker and the whole 3D thing? I wonder will she start snooping around? Yeah. And she will end up somehow breaking that case with the whole QR code and the whole, because it's really smart. Brayden is smart. Don't sleep on mm-hmm. Brayden. But. That's what I just wonder. So, so somebody it. definitely gonna find that stash. Better hope it's not Kane. Um, but yeah, because if he, if Kane finds it, why do I need to? He he'll say, well, why do I need Braden or Tariq? We, I, I I could do this course correct stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, uh, lots of interesting uh, points there about that. Um, yeah, this this whole uh, Zeke and Ramirez thing. It's going to get interesting, I think. Um, my, I'm just wondering if, you know, how serious uh, Kevin Whitman is about solving this case. Because this episode, he, he seemed to be working from an emotional place uh, <laughs> rather than, you know, lo- lo- logistics and stuff. Because he, yeah, he seems to be caught up on this whole Carrie and Zeke thing. But there's a lot of answers here staring him in the face. And all he has to do is do some serious digging and he'll really uncover, you know, the truth about the situation. And um, and going back to this whole Ramirez thing as well, uh, we have to remember that, you know, both of these uh, situations, you know, both of these murders here with Ramirez and Jabari, they lead directly back to Tariq and Kane. So both of them. You know, they have to work hard to make sure that these, you know, these they, they, they don't figure out what's going on with these cases. Um, and, you know, as an additional question, I want to ask you guys just quickly. Do you think Ramirez's body is going to show up like his remains? Do you think they're going to find them? Go ahead, Rich. Y- yes, because you saw that Tariq, you know, said, oh, had to ask that question. So, yeah, you will never have to worry about that. But I think it, I think it is going to show up just because he asked that question now. Yes, because Kane seems yeah. like he's too confident now. Everything's working out the way I anticipated, so he's just a little too relaxed. They need to put some pressure on him. So that's probably going to happen. Yeah, what do you think, Dana? You think that's going to happen? You think they'll find Ramirez's remains? Absolutely, and then that'll <laughs> make the case even more bigger. They have to. Yeah. That'll be really good. I, 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 I would like that. Yeah. So, so this is really gonna, uh, it's gonna play into that dynamic between Tariq and Kane, and because we see that there's some potential tension coming because you know uh, Mecca is is in uh, Kane's ear, telling him to you know uh, to befriend Brayden so that he can keep an eye on Tariq or whatever, or keep him under control. So. There's going to be some tension between them two, but they are really going to need each other at the same time because because of these murders. So uh, that will be another interesting aspect. You know, there's so many moving parts here. So, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, let's go on to uh, the next question I have here. So um, let's say, you know, in an ideal world, Tariq is able to, you know, get Yasmin out of foster care uh, and everything and um, have her in his custody um, and, you know, away from, from Big Mama. Um, do you think Tariq is actually going to be able to protect Yasmin? You know, because he is he's a student. He's at school. You know, he's studying and um, um, she's at school also. I'm sure, you know, she has to go to school. But, you know, what about the rest of the time? And we see all of the stuff Tariq is juggling now. He can't even have a relationship, you know. So is he going to be able to, is he actually going to be a, a good parent, a, a good guardian for Yasmin? So I'm going to go to you first, Dana. What do you think of that? Absolutely. No, I'm joking. No, absolutely not. And what was really funny was when they was introducing this entire storyline, I was thinking of Disney has a wonderful movie called Safety based on a true story about a kid. He's a college student, football player who had wanted to, who didn't want his little brother to be in the foster care system. He was in college at the time and he snuck him into the college to live there on campus. And it's a completely illegal. And in order for the kid to have any kind of life, the football team ended up raising the kid. And it was literally what, minus the drug dealing. There was no drug dealing. It's a nice Disney show. Really black. Not a show. It's a movie. Anyway, sidetracking. It's not physically possible. Because uh, here's the thing. She's young. She's not like she's even a teenager. She's still young. So you need to be with her. As much as possible. You had, yes, you have, she can go to school and maybe an after school program, right? But who's going to be there to cook for her? Make sure her homework's done. Care for her. Constantly be there. Make sure she doesn't burn, make sure she doesn't burn down the house. Remember when grandma was burning down the house? She can burn down the house too. So you need someone to constantly be there. And yes, he can get an apartment, you know, off campus. But again, who's providing? for her that way and you can say oh well parents work and well he's at school and it's the same amount of time but he's also mentally involved with so many different activities he has braid nets running around he has everything that's going on with, with school and network and he has all the little drug side projects and then you have um Tate, you know, where's my information on Sweeney? Every five seconds. He does not have the time. And then you have Lauren. And this is when I wonder if Lauren, how she comes into this picture. Is she going to be kind of like that parental unit as well for for Jasmine or Yasmin or whatever her name is when she comes in? Who is going to be there? Because grandma clearly stated, I'm done. She's like 62. She raised everyone's kids, including herself, her grandkids, her great grandkids. She wants to go on a beach and just relax and, and, and drive her car and smoke a cigarette. So let her be. Other than that, you don't have anyone, which is kind of real. I don't know anything about law, but why didn't Jasmine, Yasmin, or whatever her name is, go with Tasha into protective custody? I'm confused about that. Um, but like that doesn't just make any sense at all. Now she's in foster care and she's in, in the middle of upstate. I don't know, living her life on Queens yeah. on ABC. That 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 uh, is you know that is a real serious question. Like why didn't she take Yaz? You know, it, it seems like this was just to made to be an obstacle for Tariq in the season for story purposes. So right. I think so, that's uh, the reason. 
I don't unless they do some other thing where he goes to Stein and he they hire an all inclusive nanny service. <laughs> I just don't see how it's possible. It's really great in theory because I understand you don't want your kid to be in a foster care system. Remember, you already lost your other sister that technically died because of you, but. Now it just doesn't seem possible unless unless he drops out of school. Then he, but he, then he won't get the money. Remember, if he does ah, that, he won't get he won't get he ghost won't get money. money. So. He won't get ghost so. money. We don't know exactly how much it is that he's getting. I don't know. But a couple M's. Couple M's. But then this is also what he was talking about. How remember the influence show with Lauren State? I wonder mm. how. Maybe he will use his other influence on that. I just don't. I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me why they're even pursuing this. Yeah, yeah. There's many questions uh, there, but yeah, you you uh, raised some some good points there. Um, definitely about Lauren, because one of the things I was thinking is, you know, is 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 Tariq trying hard with Lauren just so, you know, she can provide that, you know, family unit for years. Like, you know, cause he, he was trying very hard. This- cause he wasn't, he wasn't trying at all. That's why she kept saying, you don't talk to me anymore mm-hmm. until like the very end when he got, are you saying that when he got the phone call to say, be down here in an hour. And then that's when he made the switch. It'll be like, wait, you're right there. You're, you can help me. And yeah, it was like, I mean, Hey, babe, I'm saying it's a possibility. Life. I'm saying it's a possibility, you know, I'm not saying for sure it's that, but it could, you know, cause he, they're, they're trying to paint Tariq as this calculating guy, like his father. So, you know, yeah. this could be part of his long-term thinking. Like I need someone to help me support, you know, having That's Yaz awful. and, you know, and that we, we know how selfish uh ghost was, you know, he, he was always thinking about himself and his own interests and everything. So and and Tariq has elements of that. In in some ways, he's better than his father, but like he also has some elements of that. And um, that's what Monet tried to warn Diana about. You know the mm. fact that he's he's out for himself. So yeah, I mean, it really could be a possibility. It's interesting. We didn't get any ghosts in this episode, so maybe this is just his version of manning up. Because remember, we got ghosts. We got flashbacks of other dead people. That was kind of giving him advice. And we didn't get that in this episode. Yeah, well, you, you know why that is. Some, someone had a beef with Omari, but he's coming back. I'm, I bet he's coming back. He's coming back soon. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Rich, uh, how, how about you? Um, you know, any thoughts on Tariq? Like, is he going to be able to support Yasmin if, if he gets her, you know, gets custody? Uh, first and foremost, I want to give a shout out to. I believe her name is Esther Negron because she left a comment last week and she explained what they said in season one is the reason that Yasmin didn't go with Tasha is because Tasha didn't want her to live that kind of life, having to constantly move from place to place. So I guess that's the explanation as to why she's still there. And she figured he would be safer if he stays, if she stays close to Tariq, um, I guess. So, well, I mean, the house almost burnt down, so I, I don't know. Well, 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 well. I think I think that was before that. That, that was before what happened. Yeah, yeah, it was, that that was yeah, before. Yeah. So shout shouts to the commenter. Yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't yeah, getting yeah, at the comment. 
And by the way, shout out to the actress that plays the grandmother because she is on another show called Our Kind of People. So uh, she's very controversial character on all these shows. I just I think that's a little interesting. But um, she's very good, very good. Yeah, she is good. She is good. Uh, to answer the question, um, Tariq has a target on his on, on his back, and I think this is a great lesson because it shows some of the things that Ghost had to deal with himself. He always had to isolate himself or try to isolate himself from his family to some extent, especially as things started to progress in these different relationships with these other people that want him dead. So with Tariq, it's a great dynamic because now he has to worry about Kane. You have to worry about Mecca. When Lorenzo comes out, hey, we don't know if Lorenzo's going to be coming after Tariq at some point. Um, so, and then of course, the fallout of what happens with Sweeney if they ever were to find out that Tariq had something, you know, played a role in getting information out there, I mean, he has a target on his back. So it's not a good environment to be in where he's able to have a place where he can have Yaz and be there with her all the time. Um, Eventually, maybe he can get her a place, but again, you have to be worried about who is going to be the one to take care of her because you have to have an adult. I think the point you made about, the point y'all made about Lauren is, is a valid point. Uh, if Lauren stays in good graces with Tariq, because it, like like you said, it's the teasing that he's going that he can always mess around with Diana or have something with Diana, and that could that could fall off the rails. And so it really depends on what happens because there's a lot of layers to all of this. But I think at the end of the day, um, I don't think that Tariq, it, you know, maybe he will end up getting a place to some extent by the end of the season. I do not believe he's going to be able to keep Yaz, though. I, I just feel like the situation is going to escalate. And then again, another character that we haven't really mentioned, uh, Two Bit. I wonder if Tariq ever paid back Two Bit because Two Bit was after Tariq to get money as well. We haven't seen him yet this season. I don't know if he's going to be on Tommy's show because I've heard there were some comments about that potentially happening. I don't know. But what I'm saying is that, yes, Tariq always is going to have, as he continues to get deeper into all of this, he's going to always have some people that are trying to either get something from him or associate with him or want him gone. So it's not the best environment for him to raise his sister in. So it's not going to happen, Gary. Uh, Just letting you know, yes, it'd be happy ending if it happened, but no, this is power and there is no happy endings for every character, especially characters that do bad stuff. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, we, we know that. But yeah, uh, great points. We is forgetting something. Yeah. My <laughs> thing is the $30,000 needed for this fake business for the Stern and Stern <laughs> company thing. Um, I want to know if he does not get custody of Yasmin or he does get custody. Well, what the, I don't know what kind of business or front or how deep they will look into this because what kind of fake job is it that they're getting him? Because it looks like something that you would hire for like big time people who are in higher positions, you know, much older positions. You know what I mean? Like my fake front for here's my construction business, but it's really something that's fake and I'm really part of the mob. I just wonder if that, what that business is, 
doesn't require people to look even more further into it because you can't say, oh, I inherited it from my father because your father died a while ago. And that wasn't from what I can understand. or I'm just surmising that wasn't available, you know, for everyone to know when he died that he was going to inherit this business, this business. I don't know if they're going to say that it was just established or was established a while ago. And $30,000 is a lot for some fake paychecks. Mm hmm. And a fake stream of income. So I'm just really interested in how if we're creating that and that kind of big, going that big for someone who's so young, I'm going to assume, what, 18? Mm -hmm. And this is not like I come from a family of, you know, my last name is, I don't know, the Tony Khans or the McMahons. <laughs> yeah. How is that going to impact him going forward? And how big of a front is that going to be? Well, you starting at 18 and I have, you know, this this company. And how big is the company that they're mm -hmm. faking? That's just an, another thing I don't understand. Go ahead, Rich. That, that's a good point. And to piggyback off of that, because I agree with what you said, and to piggyback off of that, I would also say just because he, let's say he is successful in getting an apartment and having uh, Yaz there. Nothing would stop a caseworker from constantly checking, monitoring and checking to make sure that the situation is still safe for her. So even if he gets out of this, there could still be that caseworker that comes by randomly to make sure and check to see how everything is going. And if they happen to come there at a time when, I don't know, Tariq may have just been involved in a shootout or something happening relating to his business going bad, and it's happening at the same time that they are around that again puts his sister in jeopardy, so she cannot stay with him. It's just—it's it's impossible. Not impossible, but it's definitely a challenge. Is um, it? Is it like a fake business that they created so that he can launder the the drug money through? Because they never really yeah. fool him. So it's a fake yeah. business so that he can launder the money. Well, yeah, because he, yeah, because he, because like, he got the, he got the, he, he got the thirty k at the end of this episode when Braden signed that paperwork. They handed right. him a check, so he got the thirty k. But again, what you said about them checking and doing their due diligence, I think they can definitely do that. I, I don't know how far this stuff goes with foster care, but I would assume that they would definitely want to check to make sure that this is a valid uh, place of business. Um, so, I just don't know what the business is. Like, I'm just slightly confused as to what is, I, he's going to he's going to have to keep because like Rich said, I think they will do more digging. They will do some checks and stuff. Yeah. So he's gonna have to keep making stuff up, um, you know, for this, <laughs> for this to work. I think um, so. It, it's gonna send him down a rabbit hole because if somebody does some serious digging, this this will fall apart, like you said, Dana. So um, so yeah, like he's gonna have to keep this facade up for a long time if he wants to keep, you know, custody of Yaz. Yaz. I just wonder so. if the writers are throwing in something that's just random. I think I think it makes sense, you know, just because, mm -hmm. you know, just because Yasmin is there. If she wasn't there, then, you know, but like, I think oh it makes sense because it also it also allows him to launder the money, like you just said. So that's, you know, yeah. and that's a part of drug dealing. So, See, you know, having... it makes me wonder. It makes me think of Tasha. Remember when Tasha, when she created that, that babysitting business? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's a way to make it seem like he's getting clean money. You know, so <laughs> so yeah, it, it makes sense, but it, it's just a matter of where is it going? You know, that I think that's the real question. Like, where is this whole thing going? Mm -hmm. So, 
so yeah um but yeah that's pretty much all the questions so i wanted to ask you guys is there anything at all that you wanted to bring up or say specifically about you know this episode or what you think might happen in the coming weeks um nobody really i wonder what the relationship is going to be more like toward kate and carrie and how he's going to use Carrie to get what he wants and how Carrie's going to use him to get what she wants. Because, you know, if you can have someone who is in that political landscape kind of try to get rid of Kevin and mm-hmm. get her off his back, I w- is she going to start sleeping with him? Well, 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 well I can answer that question, uh, Dana. Yeah. Uh, we, know, we know what Tate wants and what he's going to get. It's uh, influence. <laughs> so that's that uh, keyword. But 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 obviously yes, he wants to mess around with Kerry. Um, I don't know how that situation is going to pan out. We also know that McLean, aka Method Man, that was someone he used to mess around with as well, and she's going to need his help also. So I don't know. This can go in many different directions, but um, it's very you know it, it, there's a reason why. He was listening to that conversation she had with Kevin, and now we need to, as viewers, see how it plays out. Because I think that the, you are onto something. He can definitely help her, but it's going to come at a cost. Because this is Tate, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, as as far as that, I do think those two characters are going to get a lot closer, uh, especially after seeing how Tate was listening and. Now yeah. he knows that uh, Kevin is putting pressure on Carrie. I think you know he's gonna he's gonna use that as leverage to kind of make some moves and and get in Carrie's good graces. Um, now whether Carrie can get something more out of the situation. Now obviously if if Tate does um, decide to talk to Kevin about that, that's one thing that she's kind of benefiting from. But yeah, he might also he he might be able to you know protect her more in a more practical way um you know regarding this whole investigation so yeah that that will be interesting i I do think they will get closer they will get closer i think um and uh yeah uh any anything else you want to bring up rich anything at all oh no i just was gonna say um yeah, it was a great episode. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next week. And, uh, yeah, it's a great idea to keep the the viewers guessing as to what's going to happen. And it's not predictable as to what the outcome will be. So I give them props on that for sure. Yeah, definitely. Much props to Stars and, and the, the writing team for, for Power. They've been doing a great job. You know, the team with Raising Canaan, they did a great job. And now this team, you know, they seem to be doing you know a much better job also so um shouts to all the writers over at stars and the whole team you know um and yeah great great stuff i enjoyed it mm-hmm. um and I, I'm, I'm eager to see what the the listeners will think of this so definitely leave your comments please do hit the like button subscribe you know hit the bell all that good stuff engage with the podcast if you have any questions you want us to you know kind of talk about then you know um again you can either comment on the youtube video with your question or you can send it to this email address which is powercast at the coalition.com 
And remember, coalition has a K instead of a C, you know. Um, so, yeah, go ahead and do that. Um, and we will be back next week to cover uh, episode four of season two for Power Book 2 Ghost. Um, and, yeah, until then, I hope everybody has a, a wonderful week and enjoys yourself. You know, there's, there's a lot of uh, lot to look forward to this month. You know, you've got Christmas coming up. You've got Spider-Man. You know, I see people's, <laughs> people trying to get them tickets and everything's going crazy. You know, so, so, yeah. Have, have a great time, everyone. This is the season to be jolly. So uh, big shouts to everyone. Uh, shouts to all the listeners, supporters, and everyone else. Um, you guys got any shout outs, Dana? No, shout outs to everyone who has been listening and who continues to listen to us. And we will have more content and more uh, power book. What is this? Two uh, interviews coming. Oh, yeah. We, we got some, some more content to look forward to. Um, so, yeah. And also, I want to give you a shout out, Dana, for that uh, West Side Story review you did. Like, yep. you know, I see, I see that blowing up. So, great job on that one because I know a lot of people were looking forward to that. So, yeah, big shouts to you. Um, and also, Mr. Richard Bailey Jr., any shout outs? Yeah, shout out to all the people that are enjoying watching the content on the channel. As Gary said, please do consider subscribing and put the notif- notifications on as we do have a lot of things coming up you might be interested in. Um, thank you to everybody that liked and commented on the last episode. And yeah, we, we hope to definitely get some more comments as well, conversations going. And yeah, as Gary alluded to, please do email if there's any questions you want us to discuss on the show. Indeed, indeed. And I want to give a special shout out to uh, Robert Silva, and uh, also uh, the uh, guy called Kwame, who, uh, who who DMs me on Twitter sometimes. You know, he's been listening to the show. So big shouts to him also. Um, but yeah, we will be back next week. Take care, everyone, and have a great week. Peace out. Peace.